Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to The John Cordray Show, episode 28. Today I'm talking about something very serious. And the title is, What If It's Not Well With My Soul? And I'm going to be talking about deep depression and suicide. And this is a heavy topic. I want to warn you ahead of time. Uh, Whenever I talk about depression or suicide, it could be a very heavy topic. And I just want to let you know ahead of time. And uh, I'm not going to be offended if you decide that you can't listen to this yet. That's okay. But if you are here and you are maybe going through some depression right now or maybe even perhaps suicidal thoughts, then I do want you to listen. Uh, Because that's why I did this episode, and you might be able to tell it's already a little bit different than my normal format. And it's because I want to draw such a huge attention to this, because I think it affects more people than we realize all over the world. And it doesn't matter how old or young you are, it doesn't matter if you're a male or female, suicidal thoughts attempts and actual suicide follow through happens all the time. And those who suffer from deep depression are all around us. I mean, yeah, you could probably tell some people who are depressed, they stay in bed all day and, and they can't get out because they're so depressed. But You know, there are some people who are very depressed, but yet you may not be able to see it because they can hide it pretty well. And so I really wanted to talk about this and highlight it because I think it's prevalent in our world today and we don't talk about it enough. And so that's why I wanted to highlight this. That's why this show, the format, is just a little bit different. You may, if you've listened to my show before, you know that I usually have an introduction, an intro with music, and a very nice lady who introduces me, but not today, because I want to highlight this, and if you're just tuning in, you're listening to the John Cordray Show, episode 28, what if it's not well with my soul, deep depression and suicide, wow, big, big topics. Now, my guess is every one of you who are listening to this have been affected in some way, somehow, by by, uh, suicide. Not just depression, but suicide. Actual follow-through, maybe an attempt. But you have been affected. I have been affected. When I think through, when I was preparing for this episode to talk about deep depression and suicide, uh, it brought back some memories because I have, uh, I can list uh, quite a few people in my life that have committed suicide that I knew some very, very well. And I remember when I was first, uh, uh, when I was in high school, this is when it first came up with me, the whole suicide thing. And, and really, quite frankly, I didn't 
I w- I kind of grew up probably in a sheltered environment, uh, you know, really really a, a good home and not a lot of conflict. I had friends, you know, pretty carefree. And all of a sudden, then while I was in high school, I was confronted with suicide. Uh, and, and it was a boy who was actually a year older than I was. So I don't even, I'm not sure when I, what year I was in high school. Probably, let's just say I was a sophomore. And this boy was a junior. And I remember very well, I don't remember his name, but I remember the story very well. We tend to remember stories that make an impact on our life, don't we? But I remember the story, and I remember it was, the story goes like this. He shot himself with a rifle in his home, and he couldn't quite reach the uh, trigger with his finger, so I think he used a stick or a piece of a string. And he committed suicide, the story goes, because a, a girl that he really liked, and I think it might have been his girlfriend, broke up with him right before prom, and he was deeply depressed. And my guess is he was probably deeply depressed before this, and this was just a trigger that made it even worse, and so he killed himself. That was my first experience with suicide. And then years later, after I was married, we had kids, and... Uh, very involved in church. In fact, I was on staff as the youth pastor, and my pastor baptized my two children. And years after that, uh, I moved to St. Louis to go to seminary. You might know some of my backstory. But I, as I was in seminary, uh, my former pastor went missing. And we didn't find out till days later that he actually committed suicide. You heard me right. He was a pastor, probably the one of the most godly men that I have known and definitely the best preacher I have ever known and ever heard. He was found. I'm not going to go into all the details, but he was found in a very peaceful place. He went to the most peaceful place that he could because he was not at peace with himself. And so he ended his life and his congregation and his family and all the people that he had affected over the years were shocked. And I have to say, I I get so frustrated when I hear people say, how can a pastor do that? My friends, pastors are people too. And sometimes pastors are the most, the ones that are hurting the most. And I'll have to say, even sometimes therapists are. Because we have to help other people. We have a hard time showing our weakness. And so my pastor ended his life. And then as a therapist, I've had two clients, since I've been a therapist since 2005, commit suicide. Shocking. And I go through all the... Or went through all the, the, the scenarios, all the questions, and I, I questioned myself, man, why didn't I catch it? Why didn't I just say something different? And maybe the outcome would have been different. But really, when I really think about it, and as I talked to other people at the time, you know, really the, the thing is, 
it really doesn't matter sometimes what you say. There's not a special thing that you can say to prevent somebody from attempting suicide. And, you know, this is something that I think there's a huge stigma. And I know you're thinking of somebody in your life that has committed suicide. And there definitely have been well-known actors and celebrities and musicians and, and um, you know, people who are very well-known and famous have committed suicide. But I believe you have had somebody in your own life that has either attempted or committed suicide. So the question is, what if it's not well with my soul? Now, you might recognize that title if you've been in church at any point of your life. The title of a very well-known and very recognized church song, besides Amazing Grace, we all know Amazing Grace. I don't care if you're an atheist, (laughs) you have heard of Amazing Grace. But perhaps the second most well-known song is, It Is Well With My Soul. It Is Well With My Soul. And this was written by not a pastor, not an evangelist, but by a lawyer. And his name was Horatio Spafford. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sure he got teased in, uh, in grade school for that name. But Horatio Spafford, he wrote this song, I believe, in, uh, I believe it's 1873. You music scholars may know better than I. But I wanted to just read a few of the words in uh, the first stanza of the song, It Is Well With My Soul. And it goes like this. When I'm not going to sing it. Trust me, you don't don't want me to sing it. I'm just going to say it. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows row, wherever my lot... Thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. And I want to highlight a verse, I just said it, when sorrows like sea billows roll. Sorrow. Sorrow. And it's not plural, it's, or it's not single, it's plural, sorrows. Did I say that right? Sorrows. Man, that's kind of hard to say. When sorrows like sea billows roll, and they will roll, my friends, you will have sorrows of many kinds in your life. Now, I said that Horatio, he he wrote the song. He was an evangelist. He was not a uh, a pastor. He was a lawyer of all things. Sorry, Lori, if your lawyer didn't mean anything bad by that. Um, But Horatio lived and his family lived in Chicago, and he uh, uh, was a very well-known lawyer, and he had a very good close friend, and his friend happened to be an evangelist, D.L. or Dwight L. Moody. Some of you may have heard of him. He He was from Chicago as well. And Horatio lived with his family. He had five children. He had one son and four daughters. And his wife's name was Anna. I love that name. That's the name of my daughter, Anna. So Horatio and his wife, they had five children, one son, and four daughters. And Horatio was a lawyer. He made a very good living. 
He was very well off. He was able to really provide for his family, but he could not escape tragedy. And it hit him time and time again. Perhaps the the first big tragedy in their life is that they lost their only son to scarlet fever. Their only son died. And then shortly after that, the the great Chicago fire. I'm sure you've if you're at least if you're from America, you have heard of the great Chicago fire. And it was a fire raging in Chicago and it destroyed a lot of homes and a lot of businesses. And the great Chicago fire destroyed most of Horatio's possessions. Now keep in mind, this was shortly after he had just lost his son. But it doesn't stop there. About two years later, after the Chicago fire, they finally were able to pick up the pieces. And Horatio decided that he wanted to travel to England to hear his good friend Dwight Moody preach. And Dwight was an evangelist, and he would go all over the world talking about God, and and Horatio really wanted to go. So he um, wanted to go, and he set the time, and and at that time, the only way you can go from country to country is to travel by boat or by ship. But because Horatio was a lawyer, his business actually kept him behind for a while, but he went ahead and set his wife and four daughters ahead of him, and he was going to catch up. But that trip on the boat that his wife and four daughters were on turned deeply tragic because the ship with Horatio's family on board struck another boat and it killed 226 people, including all four of Horatio's daughters. Think about that for a moment. Five children are all gone. Their possessions were destroyed by the fire. Anna, uh, Horatio's wife, survived. And get this. It wasn't for another two years that Horatio was able to travel by boat to meet his wife in England. She was she has been in England for two years. I don't know the whole story why Horatio wasn't able to leave and get there two years later. I'm sure there was probably tragedy and hardship even within that. But two years later, Horatio was able to set sail to England to be reunited with his wife, Anna. And while on that voyage, during the voyage, when, when Horatio was on the boat in the ocean traveling to England, somebody had told Horatio the exact spot where he lost his daughters. So he's at that exact spot, well, as close as he can get, I'm sure, but at that spot when, where his daughters, with the ship wrecked and 226 people died, including all four of his daughters. He stood out there, out on uh, by the water, and he looked out, and guess what? 
That's exactly where he wrote the song, It Is Well With My Soul. How can such tragic be in a man who can write such an awesome song? Now, if you're depressed, if you're a pastor, or if you are uh, maybe a missionary, or maybe you're just a normal person like I am, and you're depressed, and you're so depressed, and you, you hear stories like Horatio's, and, and you might think, well, I'm not that spiritual. I, 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 can't, I can't get there. I want to remind you, you're weak, right? So if you are desperately depressed, you're probably at the weakest part of your life. Nobody expects you to be strong. That story I just talked about with Horatio, I'm sure there are other stories during that time when Horatio felt weak. So I'm not, I'm not lifting him up as some spiritual giant, okay? What I am saying, and really the main reason why I'm talking about this and highlighting this episode and this topic is because I want to be able to bring out something good out of something horrible. So if you don't have the peace that Horatio had when he wrote the song, and if you want to feel, and you just feel like you have to die, I want to encourage you. It can feel very dark and very deep sometimes, can it? Do you ever have thoughts that people in your life would be better without you? Do you feel all alone? Abandoned? Rejected? Well, I want to encourage you the best way I know how with my three gentle encouragements for you. You know, there's really nothing that I can say to change your situation. I, I, I can't. Nobody can. And perhaps you can't change your situation. And that's probably why you're depressed, because you can't change it. But what I can do is offer you three encouragements for you. Three things. Things that I have told many people. People who have come to me in my office. People who I've talked to. I have even had a person call me on the phone and said that he was suicidal. And I spent some time just talking him down. I'm not perfect. I don't have all the the right words to say, but I'm not afraid of it either. I'm not ashamed of helping somebody in their depression. So my three encouragements to you are, don't give up on life and don't give in to despair. I know it's so hard, but don't give up. There will come a day where you'll feel better. I don't know when. 
But there will come a day when you will feel better. We'll be back after a quick break. The year was 1846, and Sarah Graves was 21, a newlywed, and had dreams of moving to California. But an encounter with a group known as the Donner Party would change her life forever in a fight for survival that some would live to never speak of again. Here on The Land of Odd, we're a history podcast that covers the odd, macabre, and inspiring stories that you won't find in a textbook. At the time, two brothers were kidnapped by the circus to the connection between jazz and voodoo, or the double murder that inspired America's obsession with true crime. Listen to The Land of Odd, a history podcast, on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Number two, I want to encourage you to surround yourself with others who are positive. Surround yourself with others who are positive. Now, I, I get it. If you're depressed, the last thing you want to be uh, or to do is to be around other people. I get that. And thankfully, in today's age, you can be around other people like on the Internet or in social media. And you can be around other people who are positive. And by the way, I think social media gets a bad rap so often. But you know what? I have... I have come to find out that their social media, if it's used well, can be a very powerful tool to encourage each other. So if you're at home and by yourself and you're laying in bed, then get on social media. Get out there and meet people who can help you and encourage you and be positive in your life. And then number three is do at least one productive thing every day. Do one productive thing a day. It doesn't have to be big. It could be folding the laundry. It could be washing the dishes. It could be answering an email. I don't know. But do at least one productive thing a day. Now, I do, I am going to say this. Horatio was a Christian. He loved the Lord. And he looked at the tragedy in his life. And I believe one of, the, one of the only ways a person can look at a tragedy and say, it is well with my soul, is if God is in the picture. Now, I want to pause here for a second, and I want to address, remember when I was talking about my pastor? He was the most godly person in my life. And yet he took his own life. So I know I know that depression can be very deep and very raw, and it can cloud your judgment. I know that. But I also know that God can break through that depression. Jesus Christ is not some fictional character, my friend. He's experienced much more suffering if you read the Scriptures. Now, if you don't believe in God and if you don't believe in Jesus Christ, then what I'm just saying is hot air. And that's okay. I'm not preaching at you. But I will say, I don't know how anybody who does not believe in God can get through such tragedy and be able to say, it is well with my soul. Now, I know Christians do it. I know Christians commit suicide. And I know that depression can be 
some chemical imbalances in your brain and, and make you not think straight. I know that I get that, but I want to challenge you. If you're depressed, I want to challenge you to walk towards God, pray, read the Bible. I, it's not necessarily an instant cure. Okay. It's not going to just instantly take your, your depression away. But what, what would it hurt? Now, when you pray, just do something like this. Pray, pray, pray like this. And you, you might think, what? That doesn't sound right. But when you're praying, when you're depressed and you feel like committing suicide, I want your prayer to be something like, something like this. God, how can you allow me to go through this? How dare you? I feel like you hate me. I feel like you don't care about me. That's the, the prayer I want you to pray. Not your typical prayer, is it? The point is, I want you to be honest with God. I want you to cry out to God. Tell him how you feel. Yes, he knows. But you need to tell him. If you're angry at him, tell him you're angry at him. If you feel rejected and abandoned, tell him that you feel rejected and abandoned. The point is, go to him. That's my challenge to you. Take it or leave it. But that's my challenge to you. There will be times in your life, more than likely, that it will not be well with your soul. There might be times that you will have the deep, deep, deep depression. And you might feel like giving up on life. And you might feel like people are better off without you. But let me tell you, they are not better off without you. You are not alone. If you are depressed, you are not alone. Allow someone to help you, to get you through this very difficult time in your life. So I want to give you a phone number. I'm, I'm going to let you go here really soon. But I want to give you a phone number. If you are very depressed, or maybe you have a friend who is very, very depressed, and maybe they're thinking about killing themselves. I want to give you a phone number. Now, here's the thing, though. This is only, only in the United States. I, I, wish, I, I wish there was an international number. I don't know if there's an international number. Because I know there's a lot of people who listen to me all over the world. I don't know what the resources are for you out there. And I hope if you are listening to this and you live in a different country, that you'll look it up and get the word out and let people know that there's resources out there. Okay, so here is the United States National 24-hour hotline. If you feel depressed and you need to talk to somebody, here it is, 1-800-273-273. 8255. I'll say it again. 1-800-273-8255. Again, that's a 24-hour hotline. Call them, please. Talk to them. They're trained to help. And if you are feeling down and suicidal, please, 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 please seek professional help. Find a therapist in your area and say, 
I am severely depressed. I need help. They're, they're out there. You've got to go looking for them. Okay. I know that might be one of the last things you want to do is pick up the phone and try to find somebody, but please don't do this by yourself. You know, don't stay in bed all day, every day. It just makes it worse. And I know it can be hard. And I hope that this has helped in some way. I I don't want you to feel like I'm lecturing you. I'm not. The last thing I would want you to think. I want you to hear my passion. I want you to, to envision me sitting right next to you with my arm around you and encouraging you. And I'm saying that life is worth living. And I want to come alongside you and help you live that life. I want to get you through this difficult time in your life, there will be an end and the end will be much better than where you're at now. So will you do that for me? Will you don't give up on life and surround yourself with others who are positive and do at least one productive thing a day. And most importantly of all the things that I've said, I want you to be so brutally honest of how you feel about God. And I want you just to be raw before him. And then would you let me know if you've done that? Would you reach out to me? I I don't know. You know, you don't have to, obviously. But if this has been helpful for you, would you please reach out to me on on Twitter or social media? I'm I'm everywhere. (laughs) You can find me. uh, Just type in my name, John Cordray. Um. You can find me. Oh, you know what? I think uh, I even failed to mention at the beginning. So if you've been listening for this long, I appreciate it. Um, But I am a licensed therapist and I'm also a national certified counselor. Um, And this show is my podcast show. And the reason why I have it is to help people feel better about life. And that's my purpose of this podcast. And I am greatly honored and privileged that you have decided to listen to this show. You could have been doing anything these last 30 minutes, but you chose to listen to my show. And I so appreciate you. And I want to encourage you to keep living. And if you are listening to this, and maybe you have a loved one who's deeply depressed, I want to encourage you too. I know it can be hard when you're trying to help somebody, and it feels like everything that you do and everything that you say doesn't seem to work. Or doesn't seem to help. And I want to encourage you as well. You know, caregivers who take care of their spouses or their children or a family member who are deeply depressed. It is hard to keep going. And if that's you, then reach out to me as well. And I want to talk with you and encourage you uh, in this as well. Because when someone is deeply depressed and suicidal, it usually involves multiple people in their life. Whether it's a caregiver or the actual person. Hmm. All right. Well, I think I think when I end it there, I know that this was a very heavy, hard topic. Uh, it, it was for me anyway. And I'm faced with things like this. I'm, I talk to many people who are severely depressed a lot every day. 
And it is an honor and a privilege to come alongside them. And it is an honor and a privilege to come alongside you today as well. Would you do me another favor? And if you're severely depressed, can you re-listen to this episode? Um, Play it as often as you need to. And I want you to feel like I'm talking specifically, directly to you. Because I am. You are my friend. And I want to help you. That's kind of a cool concept. (laughs) Just thought of that. I'm your friend. That means I have a lot of friends out there. I like that. I like that a lot. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm kind of rambling, so I'm going to let you go. Thanks again for tuning in. Uh, I do really, really appreciate you. And again, life is worth living. Don't give up. Don't give in to despair. Cry out to God. Tell him how you feel. Be raw. Be real. Okay? All right. Take care. And I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. You have been listening to The John Cordray Show. Remember, your story isn't over yet. Together, we can break the stigma of mental health. Together, we can make a difference. Be sure to catch the next episode of The John Cordray Show. Until next time, stay in the green zone. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.